0: a scary story. One that'll scare your pants off. Oh, I'm not wearing pants. I'm
1: serious. righty then. Let's hear it. This is the tale of the Headless cat Good
2: all you Scotty dogs This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s mm. Nickelodeon podcast Where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon, my name's Joey I'm Andrew
0: Hi, brownie
2: outside
3: Chris Oh, Love
4: it. Boy. <laughs> quite an intro
2: uh, yeah quite quite an intro did you uh you he just had his 50th birthday i'm guessing you celebrated
3: oh. uh oh yes as is traditional <laughs> good
2: good
4: good um well this is episode number 244 it's podtober we're talking hey arnold the headless cabbie
2: mm-hmm.
3: andrew i don't think you introduced yourself
2: uh yeah I did that's oh. not Andrew. Oh, it must sorry. have been <laughs> while you were prepping your uh, yeah. your your deck. <laughs> um, but uh, my mistake. <laughs> uh, yeah, headless cabby. I think I think a couple people had submitted it for us to talk about. Um, Andrew, I don't hmm. know. Is this an episode that held? Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know, Alan um was this an episode that meant anything to you andrew uh no this is
4: like a later season one um i i I maybe vaguely remember it but uh now it holds no particular (laughs)
2: place in my mind or heart (laughs) chris any place in your heart or mind
3: absolutely not
2: (laughs) (laughs) uh and, and not mine so great that we're talking about it um but yeah. Chris, you—you, you, I sent you a couple options. You picked this one. What, what, uh, what about Arnold was calling out to you?
3: It just honestly seemed like it would require the least amount of preparation.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I think I think you're probably right. Yeah, absolutely. Kidding me? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel good
3: about it. I actually had to f- do extra research because I couldn't figure out uh, what there is to say about this. <laughs>
4: Oh well, wow. I have a lot to say. Not, you know. We'll, we'll oh, see. I but, can't uh, wait to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the sound of the name of it, Headless Cabby. I was like imagining a, a modern day-ish cab driver, um, ghost story. Totally, you know. Uh,
2: wasn't quite that. Uh, Chris, you have never joined us on a, uh, Hey Arnold, have you?
3: Uh, I have no memory i may or may not have <laughs> I, d- I don't
2: think you have I don't uh, oh no i yeah. think
3: i think yeah i think um no i think i did um for the baseball one was i on for the baseball one vacant lot yeah
2: hmm i don't know i mean it could have been it was so long ago
3: i'm gonna look yeah. it up i'm gonna see well what, can...
2: do you, what do you think of hey arnold in general like what you
3: well i thought i liked it
2: <laughs> uh-oh Jeez. But but now you're not so sure
3: Um, no, I I mean, I, I like the characters. I think that, um, and the, I like the theme song and I like the, just the kind of vibe. Um, yeah, I like those things about it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. No, it does not appear. Oh, wait, the vacant lot. Let's see. Oh, I I was a a call that participant in, in a vacant lot. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. Uh I I think you liked that episode, right?
3: Oh, loved it. Totally loved it. <laughs> okay. Nice.
2: All right. Yeah. yeah. So like there's, some, there's some there's some bases. And you've been on for uh a bunch of Podtobers. Um have you been watching anything scary? Anything you'd recommend? Uh
3: I've been re watching the new Twin Peaks. Uh, This this is my first Mm. rewatch, just like getting through an episode before I go to bed. Uh, I definitely understand why people who even loved the the original Twin Peaks wouldn't like it, but it really hits the spot for me. It's really goofy and also really terrifying at the same time. And uh, yeah, if if that combination of feelings sounds good to you, I'd recommend it.
4: (laughs) Nice. Um that's really cool. I uh did watch a new another new horror movie recently, uh the H- Hellraiser like I don't know if it's supposed to be a continuation or reboot or what on um Hulu and it was actually pretty good. I and, and if you like know about the Hellraiser series broadly, uh it's definitely amongst the better half. <laughs>
2: Chris, do you know about the Hellraiser series broadly?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I'm afraid not. It is yet one more uh, you know, dark hallway of uh of horror that Andrew has uh all the action figures of that I'm totally unaware of. Hmm.
4: Uh okay. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of them that were straight to dvd that like you know even somebody who was into the series might not see and they're not really worth it but anyway this was pretty good so if you like that kind of thing you know it, it was worth watching
2: yeah my, my confession would be that um i have vivid memories of that video cover at blockbuster oh, haunting me yeah. but I've, I've never seen oh, a exactly
3: <laughs> exactly that is exactly my feelings
4: i mean that sensation might be as scary as that type of thing gets like i'm not sure the movie itself can surpass that feeling as a kid especially
2: i andrew could i check out the new one without having seen the others yeah yeah for sure oh okay maybe maybe i'll do that although i still got to get the monsters uh yeah i mean Mm it's getting kind of outrageous here.
3: <laughs> Wait, so what's the monster situation?
2: Uh
4: the new um movie that's on Netflix, the Rob Zombie.
3: <laughs> oh, a Rob Zombie monsters? That sounds uh really fun.
4: Uh yeah, it was. I mean, it is fun, but uh also it's not like what you would might be imagining like it's not like a super gory crazy rob zombie thing it's like uh it's more like the original monsters in tone
3: no that's kind of that is what I'm imagining I ah, feel like he, would, yeah. he respects yeah, it, it, the
4: it monsters
2: yeah yeah well, well very good we'll all check out the monsters <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh we'll, we'll get we'll get back to everybody at the year year in review at the end of the year um Send an uh,
3: email about it, Ethan.
2: Do it, do it. Don't <laughs> let us down. Uh, this episode of Hey Arnold: The Headless Cabbie aired October thirtieth, nineteen ninety nine. I mean, as mm. close as to Halloween <laughs> as you can get, folks, without being Halloween. Um, this is season four, episode fourteen A. Uh, as Andrew mentioned, it's a little later in the Hey Arnold run than probably I was. I don't know if I was paying attention at this point anymore.
4: Yeah.
2: Um. But this seems to be a pretty well liked episode amongst people. Um, I I'm, I'm I I can absolutely deduce from Chris's tone what what he thinks, but Andrew, I'm still I'm still on the fence. You uh, and you
3: cannot you know. absolutely deduce nothing, man.
2: <laughs> I I feel like I'm not even deducing. I feel like you're like being pretty blunt.
3: <laughs> you know I don't. I don't reveal my hand all that
2: easily. Ah, he loved it, folks. (laughs) Um, Andrew, do you want to do you want to talk about this? Oh, yeah. Uh, Are you sure?
4: (laughs) Well, as a full moon looms over the boarding house on Vine Street, Gerald can be heard telling a horrific tale of horror. Inside, once he's finished recounting the story of the were-gorilla to Arnold and his friends, Stinky regales them with the legend of Monkey cat.
1: This here yarn of a horror is about the ever frightening Monkey Cat. In the dingy laboratory of the despicable Dr. Mischief, there lived an old furry cat. One day, the cat snuck into the cage of a frisky monkey and got himself caught. Dr. Mischief watched as the monkey and the cat began to fight. They became entangled together, and that's when the evil doctor got his big idea. He cut off the monkey's head and sewed it on the cat's body and invented monkey cat. Monkey cat? Monkey cat! What's so scary about that? It's a banana eating, milk drinking horror monster, Monkey Cat. That's not scary. That's stupid. I came to this sleepover to be scared, and I'm not. I'm just hungry. Oh,
2: man, you're just using up all my straps for cat dog. <laughs> oh, <all right>. sorry. <laughs>
4: yeah, that sort of occurred to me, but I went for it. Um, but when the tale fails to scare the others, Arnold promises a story that'll scare their pants off the tale of the headless cabby
2: mm. uh they're having a sleepover right this is like the yeah. original premise they're having a, like a nice sleepover at arnold's
1: mhm
2: i can get behind that yeah very good there's a lot of good all the good all you the elements are here at arnold's but... you, wouldn't that be the room you'd want to be at or the the house
3: definitely yeah for sure yeah yeah i feel like the my brother and me sleepover would be fun too but I think that Arnold's room, you know, with that night sky would be tops,
2: yeah <laughs> is is Doug funny the worst house to have a sleepover?
3: Oh, no way, oh my God, um, what a absolute nightmare. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the house just doesn't seem like it has a good layout for a good sleepover. uh, oh, oh, it seems pretty good to me. I think, I mean, the worst is... That's
3: an in-bed by 8.30, <laughs> like, watching PBS, you know, uh,
4: scouring with no Scouring salt. for food. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, well, I think cat dogs would be the least tolerable. True.
0: True. <laughs> 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 if if
2: if there if there could be people are you saying um if there could be people there yeah there's not people in cat dog yeah because there's um, no
3: people in cat dog
4: oh yeah well i'm assuming like i could communicate with the animal characters in this theoretical <laughs> sleepover
2: scenario okay i love this uh <laughs> uh what other uh the darling house would definitely be a dope sleepover yeah for sure
4: oh um, yeah
2: B&B would be solid. But you'd,
3: you'd probably try weed for the first time <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah either there or the wrigley house for sure yeah all right good detour uh yeah. i love the sleepover sure um do you
4: want to hear the cabbie tale or oh i think so yeah okay let's hear i mean it's long Regalus. in in length if nothing else
0: (laughs) a lonely cabbie was driving his carriage oh cabbie suddenly a mysterious lady hailed the cab she said she had lost her dog in the park I've been quite upset and I wanted to clear my head you see I lost my Scotty dog a few weeks ago and I'm still hoping to find him might we ride about the park yes mum it was cold out And the lady politely offered a red scarf to the cabbie. So cold out. Won't you wear this scarf?
3: Why, thank you, Mum. It is
2: cold out.
0: They had no sooner reached the woods when the lady sat up and said, What's that sound? The cabbie looked around, but saw only the dark trees in the fog. That sounds like my dog. My poor little baby. Follow him. Hurry! Hurry! The cabbie didn't want to go too fast, because it was getting darker and foggier the farther they went into the park but the sound of the dog's barking grew louder. The lady told the cabbie to drive faster. Faster, please, I implore you. We're coming, sweetie. We're coming to save you. The cabbie hung onto the reins as the horse pulled the carriage as fast as he could go. And now he could see the gas lights glowing at the end of the tunnel. Suddenly, the lady stood up and screamed, Watch out! It was a man with a huge golden hook for an arm. Ah! And they barely missed him. He swerved out of the end of the tunnel and off the main road and down a steep hill. Lady beat him on the shoulder and yelled, Faster, faster, my doggy, my little Scotty doggy! No one saw the low branch hanging over the path until the cabbie's red scarf twisted around and caught onto it. And then, of course, it was too late. The horse kept pulling the carriage. Only now the reins were held by the headless cabbie! People say that to this very day, when the fog comes down on quiet autumn night, you can still hear it. Yeah.
4: Wow. The so there there it is. Um, Pretty epic. <laughs> no? This, this story just annoys Wait. me so much. Yeah, this is just uh, not my favorite thing. Uh, favorite, uh, like, ghost story in one of these shows. Really? Um, yeah. A lot of problems with it. Uh, for one thing, <laughs> it three minutes long with out of 12 out of 11 minutes so yeah. this is actually <laughs> yes. like more than a quarter of the entire episode which is um, good which would be fine if, if it was good. like an action-packed three minutes oh, it's, it's action-packed all right <laughs> there's something happening if that's what you mean but it's not anything Le- interesting leading or... to a decapitation is not interesting oh boy um well when i was uh trying to like p- pick this episode apart um i mean as i was like trying to sum it up uh, i realized that like almost nothing happens in this ghost story it's like three things but most of it is just arnold saying stuff like it was foggy and the wheels were rattling on the stones
3: and, and that damned Harold
4: <laughs> freaking out it's, it's uh it's just too long not enough happens in it um I think this is a good example of like, what's so great about the early episodes and what doesn't work in these later ones is in those early episodes. Like you can tell not one second is wasted the entire episode, like whatever's happening, whatever somebody is saying is for a reason. But in this episode, it's, there's so much padding. It's just like trying to stretch out. feels like it's trying to stretch out for time. You know? Uh, Totally,
3: it's the most leisurely eleven minutes yes. I can remember yes. in, a, in, in a Nick cartoon.
4: Yes.
2: Wow. Um, wait, did you love this or something? Joe? Uh, I was engrossed. <laughs> I I felt I felt like it. Such disrespect. I I felt I felt it was, you know, kind of breezing by. I was enchanted by the early twentieth century setting. Uh, or, I guess, <laughs> or I guess I should say, late 19th century setting. And, um, yeah, I thought it was intriguing. It was like being in Hey Arnold, but in like Victorian times. And that's kind of oh, cool. Boy. And, uh, and, telling... and, and it's all and somehow up they to a...
3: transported from New York to London. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. I, well, I mean, you know, what's, we don't know where, we don't know where Hillwood is. And, uh, But it's, I don't know. I leading to a decapitation. That's so cool. Uh, Okay, the decapitation
4: is fine, a fine idea. But when they show, they don't show it in this. It's well, his hat comes off. It's off screen. Plus, somehow it's like his head was squeezed off by his scarf getting too tight.
2: Yeah, it got caught on a tree branch. At high velocity. It's it's, it's,
3: no, but the (laughs) scarf snaps. the scarf snaps that yeah. would have like if come on like a, a an elementary understanding of physics here shows that that would not if this if, if the scarf is weak enough to to snap that dude's head is not coming off
4: i don't uh, think his head could pop i don't i mean like in this scenario in real life i don't think this your head could possibly come off
2: yes i think it totally could <laughs> we're gonna hit the miss <laughs>
3: not if the scarf snaps though <laughs> There's just the nowhere. scarf
4: only snapped after the head snapped <laughs> and, and how are you imagining it popping off like at, at which point in the
2: head okay the scarf area? the scarfs. <laughs> the scarf snags the branch right sure it, <laughs> I can follow that Yeah. <laughs> at which point because they're moving at a rapid speed the horse is at full gallop uh the 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 scarf would tighten right and there's only one place for his head to go which is off he could get i could understand him being like strangled
4: and hanging from the tree but his head actually popping off
2: yeah i guess the question is how fast do you have to go with something tied around your neck for it to force your head off very i mean
3: I don't think that's the question because I really want to insist on the fact that the scarf breaking (laughs) makes it absolutely impossible that it could have taken off his head. Just, it just eliminates all doubt. It's an unnecessary detail because in the exact moment after it, after they show the hat on the ground, they go and they, they show the scarf and it's whole again. Uh, so,
2: but why, why a, uh, why can't the scarf come off once the head is popped? Because that's
3: that would not make sense. Like, on the recoil, like the recoil from ripping off this guy's head is so strong that it like <laughs> makes the scarf snap in half. Like that makes no sense on a physics level at all. Um, this is also pro- it doesn't make any sense, and it creates an error, a continuity error in the episode. It's a it's a logical error and a continuity error built in one, completely avoidable.
2: What's the continuity area?
3: Right after they show this the scarf snapping, and the next scene where they show it, it's whole in the tree again.
2: Right? That are we sure the scarf ever really like ripped?
3: Yeah, because they show it ripping. They show it snapping in
4: half. Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is just the beginning of what I don't like about this thing. Uh, <laughs> to not get too caught on this. Um, I also didn't like what's with this lady. I mean, she's, is she a ghost? Is she a demon? Is she a vampire? Like she's partially. Oh, I have an exact answer for this. Oh, great. Great. It's here. Uh,
3: I will share it in the trivia oh, okay. and I'm going to be <laughs> right. disappointed in Joey. If he does not know what I'm talking about.
2: Wow. Oh dear. Okay. Wow. That's okay. a lot of pressure. Um. <laughs> I mean, I thought mm-hmm. she was, I thought she was also a bit confusing, but I was also, I found that maybe endearing, that like, this is a complicated character. Is she looking for a dog? Is she a witch? Is she a ghost? Is she, you know... Whoop. i give you
3: that. I don't
2: yeah. know. That's I a think good point. just stay consistent in this case. Okay. I, I found it disorienting. Well, which is everything maybe, else is so cookie well, cutter, yeah.
4: okay
3: that right. the fact that she was a little bit ambiguous, that was nice.
2: Yeah, yeah okay. exactly.
4: It's... So. <laughs> The rest of the episode was so bad that the fact that this was not as bad made it better. (laughs) Um, Exactly. That's (laughs) how we have
3: to talk about some of this stuff, man.
4: Sure. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Um, The the cat dog Uh, rules
3: apply uh, today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh,
2: So after invoking
3: the cat dog doctrine.
2: (laughs) Perfect. Do you think there's one episode of Cat Dog that's better than Hate Arnold"? I just don't think so. You mean Cat
3: Dogula is better than this episode? Yeah, spoiler. I, think,
2: I, I agree. Holy sh! You guys are on drugs. Cat uh, Dogula
3: rules. Cat. Do- compared to this, I think this, about Cat sure Dogula every October. I will never <laughs> think about this again. Ever. 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 That's wow. probably true.
2: Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
4: Okay. Um oh, also I was going to mention um the giant garlic? Yeah, yeah, that was that was good. <laughs> um I was going to mention the guy with the with the gold hook or whatever in this. Like that's fine mm-hmm. if there's something to it, just something, anything, but it's nothing. Like I thought he was for sure going to come back around at the end of the story, but it was just nothing. Like what is what is happening in this
3: i kind of like that part i like the i like the like the character i like the, the character. character was kind of a cool like character,
4: character. Oh, i'm just trying to sell you a watch but his use was terrible oh no i don't even like the watch guy actually uh what anyway that's one of the funniest <laughs> lines in the episode <laughs> which Agreed. speech is,
2: speaks to the episode yeah. um, all right well tell us more about it
4: okay so after such a scary yarn stinky <laughs> suggests they go out for ice cream <laughs> uh another you know another thing like this is fine but it's nothing like what the hell why are they going out for ice cream at night in october it's just like do we know know. it's october um we don't know but they're wearing they're all wearing coats and scarves Hmm. good call
2: um but, but when they well, reach it's city...
3: It's also only 6.30. They mentioned that it's only 6.30 yes, okay. at night. So even though it's dark, it's not that late. Guys, sure. my
2: stray sure. observations. What are you doing here? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh,
4: So when they reach city park, they have to convince Harold that the headless cabbie is
0: just a myth.
1: Hey, hey, hey. Wait a minute. Th- this is city park. I- I'm not going in there.
0: Harold... We're going to go get ice cream, and the fastest way is through the park.
1: Oh, can we take some other way? It's the fastest on, way. don't be oh. a baby. Come on, man. There's no
0: horse and buggy or laughing lady or headless cabbie. It's just an urban legend. Yeah, Harold. My grandpa told it to me, and he always makes up stories. We'll be fine. Okay, I'll go. But only because I'm really, really hungry.
2: It's like a real Central Park type setting. Sure beautifully illustrated
4: Um, yeah (laughs) it's yeah it looks good that's one thing i'll give this episode the backgrounds look great and it looks very good for a dark nighttime episode Mm -hmm. and i
3: think it it really does establish the october feel
4: yeah
2: okay i'll give it that the look of the park Mm, i smell some fives coming
4: uh, as they make their way through the park They spot a Scotty dog Just like the one in the story And despite Harold's objections Stinky decides to bring it with them um, I had a problem with this uh, <laughs> the, the, They made such A point of this being a Scotty dog And like remembering the dog from the story But when they were telling the story They don't say what type of dog it is You barely see it running away It's just like If you're gonna bring something like an important piece of the puzzle back like this, you have to like establish it very solidly up front. I feel like
3: I'm pretty sure that the character that the woman does call her Scotty dog though in the original story. I'm pretty sure the listeners will know because they've already just listened to it. But (laughs) I'm I'm almost positive it's mentioned at least once.
4: I'm quite sure she doesn't. In oh, the first, I think, in the original story. I think, she, okay. I think she, you
3: watched it more than once, so I believe you. Uh,
4: <laughs> I, I was, I think she did. Should I, should I check right now? While we're... <laughs> check. I check. Mean, check. If it's, if it's sure? going to bother you. I, just
3: I think that this is really, I think we should use it as a kind of litmus test about how cranky Andrew was watching this versus, <laughs> you know, how illogical it actually is.
4: Wow, okay, you know what? She did say Scotty Dog at the very, at the very beginning. That feels good. Alright, alright, I, sure. I take that back. I take that criticism back. I mean, I opened the episode with it. Uh. Well, I knew they said it in the story, like, yeah. in the episode, but... But
2: it was all over the place. I mean, everybody's Stop saying Scotty Dog. I take
4: back the Scotty Dog <laughs> criticism. Yeah.
2: Um...
4: They soon hear what sounds like the clomping hooves of a ghost horse, like in like in our old story. Uh, but it turns out
2: to be Eugene clog dancing. All time funny moment.
0: What's that? It sounds like a horse. Just like in the story. It's the Headless cabby,
1: <laughs> Eugene. Hi, guys. <sighs> you scared the stuffing out of us, Eugene. Oh, sorry. I was just practicing for my clog dancing class.
0: Clog dancing on the cobblestones in the early evening. Now I've seen everything.
2: All time
0: oh, funny. Yeah, it's fine. It. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> uh, it's pretty It's pretty great. It's like, um, you know, I was really wondering, like, what are they going to make this be? And I wasn't guessing Eugene Clog dancing. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, uh, the
4: image itself is, like, funny enough. It's just, as with everything else in this episode, it's like, just something coming out of nowhere and that's it you know it's like up here's the answer to what was happening there's no like there's nothing leading up to it no follow through at the afterward it's just appearing anyway with eugene joining them they enter a dark tunnel again like in arnold's story and when they come out the other end they run into a man with a golden hook for an arm just yeah. like in the story.
0: We're already in the dark foggy tunnel and the demon scotty dogs barking. And at the end of the tunnel is gonna be a man with a golden hook for an arm! Carol, that's not gonna happen. We're almost out of the tunnel. See? Yeah, I guess you're right.
1: I wanted to sell him a quality watch.
4: They've run off screaming, but unbeknownst to them, the man with
2: the hook was really just a guy selling watches. Oh my gosh, so good! Guy in the park selling mm. watches. That's fine. Mm. I mean, it's one of the few lines I wrote down. These
3: the the Eugene thing and the watch thing. These to me, this is the, these are the highlights of the
4: episode. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am fine with the guy selling watches, but again, I'm like in the original story that guy served no purpose so really he's in the episode and in the story just for this joke mm. and it just feels like what True. you
2: know but a guy a guy with a alright point andrew a guy with a hook for an arm is scary
4: <laughs> yes but that's it i mean that's he, what he he's is he's telling a
2: scary story
3: yes but it hasn't no, it's not yeah good. But like the the scariness is is the scariness in this particular instance is totally grounded in a singular odd experience of this lady who's kind of in control of all this stuff to bring in some other totally unrelated kind of scary slash slightly supernatural thing i think distracts from you know the story that it that that we are telling and kind of dilutes it to the point where like is it really that odd scary stuff happens all the time so i i do agree with andrew that like why have this other scary thing that's unrelated to the main story how does that help tell the the, the broader story
2: maybe the answer lies in the fact that arnold's not that good of a storyteller sure i mean <laughs> I true do that. he's just a boy
4: right. i I definitely got okay. that from just like Good point. The, they I think that the way he was telling it was written that way. So it's like trying to make a point of that. Mm-hmm. But even so, I I just don't buy it. Also Arnold's not that uh Arnold's just better than that. You know? He's like we know he's smart, he can put together a full story <laughs> at this point. Okay.
3: Uh, so real quick, Andrew, yeah. I don't I I think that for me I got kind of cranky watching this at this point because this damned Harold character is so gratingly yeah. irritating the way his voice sounds and he's complaining and like whining through like, yeah. you know, a bunch of the just audible time in the first few minutes of the, of the, you know, I guess throughout the whole time that they're kind of walking yeah. through well from the story when the story's told to when they're walking through the, the park and I feel like it really just kind of, made me less patient with the story or something. It was just really irritating to me. Just a a small detail that probably wouldn't resonate as much with kids. They, you know, they have a higher tolerance for irritating noises, but uh, it was just annoying to listen to this dude complain.
4: Yes, totally agree. Um, And the way they did it, it was like every time he complained, it was just him complaining again. There was nothing more to it. It's like, you got to, I don't know. Like I wanted them to just spice it up at least or, or like tie his scaredness into like a larger part of the story or something. But there was even a point before they come into the uh, park where every, all action stops. They stop in the middle of the sidewalk for Harold to be like, I'm scared. And the others to say, don't, don't be scared. Don't worry. Whatever. It It just takes up all this time for no reason. I just feel like in an older episode, they never would have stopped walking, and this that would have been like a two-second thing. You know, just to establish he's scared. We get it. you know. So, so Arnold tries to convince the others that everything that they've experienced in the park has just been a coincidence when they spot a red scarf hanging from a branch, just like in the story. The clomp of hooves echoes through the park, only this time it isn't Eugene, but the headless cabbie, and the woman from the story.
0: Where are you going? It's me, Ernie! Ernie? What are you doing here? What's it look like I'm doing? I'm driving this buggy at night to earn some extra cash. You got a problem with that? But who's that lady laughing? That's one no lady! That was me. Mr. Wynn. Yes. I have a very creepy laugh. Can we get out of here now? All right. All right. Hop in. I'll give you a ride home. Okay.
2: I know. I know I've been lighter on this thing than you guys, but to me, this is actually where <laughs> if it falls apart. Uh, this this whole reveal makes no sense. Uh, uh, absolutely
3: agree. Yeah. Uh, Counterpoint, though. Uh, the, the, though to me, it doesn't make sense. It was like at least like two cool characters. It was like throwing me a bone. Yeah. Like, I like these guys. I like the uh, Arnie. I like Mr. Wynn more on Mr. Wynn later. Like I'm, I'm glad it's them. Uh, who cares about this dumb story? At least we, I get to spend some time with, uh, these old friends.
2: But why was, why was Arnie's head in his coat? Yeah, that it was just just for the shock of the episode. It had
4: nothing to cat do with like, reality cat the reality within story. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean it's 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 devastating for me to sit here and listen to you guys compare this to cat dog.
3: <laughs> it, it has a lot of similar just like writing mishap like things that yeah. don't seem that difficult to improve writing wise. Yes. That yeah. like totally take away from my ability to kind of immerse myself in what's happening. Like I would like to be less, you know, critically detached, but I it's, I'm taken out of it by all these like things. It's like, come on, th- th- that would be so easy to not do. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> um, well, uh, Ernie takes the kids home after stopping for ice cream off screen. Um, and Sid chases Harold into to the house, pretending to be the headless Cabby. When Ernie drives off, he picks up a lady with a scarf looking for her Scotty dog, just like in the story.
0: Cabby, I'd like a ride around the park, please. Yes, ma'am. I lost my Scotty dog a few weeks ago, and I'm still hoping to find him. It's so cold out. Won't you wear this scarf? Oh, thanks, lady. It is pretty cold out tonight. <laughs> uh, this
2: is this uh, is a good ending.
4: No, get out of here! What are you joking me? <laughs> no, I'm not joking. This is terrible. No, this is per- the, perfect. This, this is, is the it's, only it's, way it could end. It's, a, it's trying to be good, but it's a it's
3: Twilight not. Zone. Uh, you know, maybe like the worst Twilight Zone episode ever ending, <laughs> but like in that vein.
2: Yes. Oh, yes. Man. <laughs>
4: Part of the problem I have with this is what Ernie's gonna go get killed now in the woods. I mean, he's- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what you're just gonna kill Ernie? <laughs> well,
2: uh, that's an issue. I think he'll be all right.
4: It's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Presum- <laughs> presumably he'll be all right.
3: Yeah. Okay, so yeah. what do you think is gonna happen, Joy? Please, please walk us through. Like how, how this is gonna unfold now that the episode's over, you know, I mean, Arnie's knowing going him, going into the
2: knowing knowing this guy, right? He's she's gonna be cackling and acting all weird, and he's gonna be like, "No, nah, I'm not putting up with this." And halfway into the park, he's saying, "You got to get off."
4: <laughs> that's it. End yeah, end of
2: and story. he's safe, and he goes. That's, home. that's why they.
4: That's why they ended it a, a few minutes earlier, so that. It wasn't even less <laughs>
2: climactic. Yeah, exactly. Or this woman really had lost her Scotty dog. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Mm. See, and th-
3: and like something more like coincidence.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. This just is like a mess to me, but. You know. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, do you want to talk about some of the things that made this mess?
4: Oh, sure. Yeah, I got to find out about this.
2: Hi, this is BIOS trivia, ratings, and stray
4: observations. Um, so the woman in the carriage, and I should say beforehand, like also the voice acting is fine. Like I, that's good as usual. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Um, so the woman in the carriage is played by Eileen Getz. Uh, she passed away in 2005, but she was in a lot of um, notable stuff, including Caroline in the City, Sybil. Seinfeld That 70s Show and Third Rock from the Sun mm, okay. um, Pantheon. and Stinky Peterson is voiced by Christopher Wahlberg uh, who now retired from acting ap- at, right after Hey Arnold retired from acting but he appeared in Little Giants Frasier Polly, The Polly Shore uh, Show and, and Oh Yeah Cartoons it's like a pretty hip dude. <laughs> An interesting resume. Cool customer. Yeah, yeah. He's in a band now. These days. I You, know yeah.
2: you gonna shout him out? I forget you what know they're it? called. But oh. <laughs> I forget what they're called.
3: They're called Ghost
1: Horse.
2: <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, well, I took a look at the storyboard artist behind this episode, a guy named Tim Parsons. Uh, And I have a theory about Tim Parsons before I even say anything. Just based on his IMDb resume, I I think that Tim Parsons was perhaps very good at art, but perhaps very hard to work with. Mm. Hmm. And uh, let me me go through his resume here. Uh, He worked uh, on the original Space Jam. Hmm. He worked on Hey Arnold for one year. He worked on one cat dog episode. Okay. He worked on a couple of Tom and Jerry's. He worked on five SpongeBob episodes. He worked on five American dad episodes. He worked on four family guy episodes and he did some work on the feature films, the nut job and luck. And I just think like he's on some pretty legitimate shows. And the weird part is like how short his stints are for like shows that are pretty well established. Like those are short runs to be an animator. Maybe not so much a writer or a director. For sure.
3: And also to keep getting hired.
2: Right. So I think he's probably good, but something deep down in my gut says this guy is a piece of work. I love it. Uh, Maybe. This is the depth that
3: I was seeking in this Hey Arnold episode.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he just... uh you know, had such high standards for himself and the productions that he just couldn't stay on once he had produced a couple, like, mediocre episodes.
2: I like it. I like it. I could I could go with that. <laughs> um, well, he, he's still working. Luck came out this hmm. year, um, though he was uncredited, according to the IMDb. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know how things are going yeah. for him. Uh, any trivia? Uh,
3: uh,
2: yeah. Go ahead.
3: I've got well, I've got tons of trivia, but I, I am curious. What is the name of? Yeah, yeah. What, what is the name of? Uh, did Did you get the name of the 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 dude's band? The the Watch Guys band.
4: Oh no, I didn't. Do you really want to? to get that. Just, uh, I think I found um, it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh okay. You do you want to know what it is? Yeah, yeah. It's it's called the band he's in is called Bear Boombox. Mm.
2: Bear oh, Boombox. Yeah like bear as in the animal or bear as in like bear minimal
3: <laughs> is in the animal
2: bear oh. hmm. boombox i'm searching it's not on spotify
3: huh he must be really hip
2: bear boombox. like he's a he's a band camp only guy or could be <laughs> it's not on youtube either okay um other huh. other trivia um yeah, I I guess this is supposed to
4: be like sort of a take on the headless horseman of some sort, maybe. Nope. I mean, I, I saw that mentioned. It's like it's headless, so I guess that's similar. Um, and you guys uh, want to know th- you what the oh, basis
3: of this? Is? Oh no, sorry. Continue. Uh,
4: I d- <laughs> I do want to know who the basis is. <laughs> Um, I guess this is sort of a take on the headless horseman, sort of, uh, headless cabbie instead of the horseman, but I feel like it's a loose connection. Yeah.
2: Pretty, pretty loose. Uh,
3: so I'm not saying the name of a base player. I'm saying the name of the basis of this, uh, story. I think that there are elements of the headless horseman myth, but it's combined with, uh, the story of, one Isadora Duncan, you know who Isadora Duncan is, Joey. No, well, uh, you should, uh, because you're the history guy. She's a very famous American dancer, uh, but you know, performed throughout Europe, uh, the US, um, uh, Russia, and was famously, uh, and and uh, tragically. Killed when her scarf became entangled in the wheel and axle of the car in which she was traveling in Nice, Mm. France. Mm. Um, so you might think that, Oh, that could just be a coincidence, but it turns out that if, uh, you look on her Wikipedia page, there's a ton of pop culture references to this incident. Um, there's, uh, it, it's been, you know, uh, written about in you know different like or alluded to in like books and tv and music um i've got uh, a sylvia plath part of a sylvia plath poem here that mentions it i'm gonna read a uh, read an excerpt here it says um the aggy tendon the sin the sin the tender cries the indelible smell of a snuffed candle love love the low smoke roll from me like Isadora's scarves. I'm in a fright. One scarf will catch an anchor in the wheel. Such yellow, sullen smokes make their own element. They will not rise, but trundle round the globe, choking the aged and the meek, the weak. Hothouse baby in its crib, the ghastly orchid, hanging in its hanging garden in the air. Devilish leopard. Radiation turned it white and killed it in an hour. So, uh... So our, our friend Sylvia here, uh, references, uh, Isadora's scarves. And I think like that kind of phrase, this idea of Isadora's scarves became kind of like a pop culture touchstone a little bit. Um, you know, I think this happened like mid 20th century. Uh, and so I think that that is at least, you know, part of the story here, the idea of like, um, uh, and to me, if I'm stretching this out and trying to make the 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 narrative interesting, that like this character is like the ghost of Isadora Duncan. You know, she's you know she was killed by this scarf, so she's like out there to kill by her driver, right? So she's out there to kill other drivers, uh, through, um, you know, using the same thing that killed her, the mm. the scarf.
1: Wow.
4: Uh, um like watching the episode all over again um
2: but better you know, yep. but, yeah well, uh, yeah it's definitely better but. no yeah i'm looking at her wikipedia page right now and uh yeah pretty fan pretty fascinating i i was totally unaware of her she died in 1927
4: oh okay so it was way older i feel, I feel
2: like right. they should have put that in the story in the episode
3: yeah but it seems like if, if this is part of the story which it seems to really fit well, I mean, it'd be a kind of a coincidence to me if it, if it wasn't, then it would have been really cool to like develop that character more. And like, as this person who has a motivation, I mean, I think, you know, while I agree that it's kind of cool that we don't know her motivation, I think that in, if this is the story, that's a cool motivation. Like she's out to, to, for revenge, to kill people in the same, to kill the person, the kind of person that killed her in the same way that she was killed.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. She had a lot of boyfriends.
3: <laughs> yeah, she's a babe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for sure. Uh any other trivia? Um
4: just that the monkey cat from Stinky Story is probably a reference to a deleted scene from The Fly with Jeff Goldblum in which uh he as the doctor fuses a baboon and a cat together in his teleporter.
2: Hmm, that's cool. Hmm.
4: Like it? Yeah, I mean this episode apparently is a little deeper than thought.
3: Uh, my monkey cat trivia is uh, d- did you guys know that this monkey cat anecdote line, I guess, which is from the fly, is actually the origin for cat dog?
4: <laughs> no, are you serious? No, he's not. <laughs> um,
2: that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, well did you guys know did you guys know that a, a Scotty dog is a Scottish terrier whose um, length is generally around 11 inches uh, males weigh anywhere from 19 to 22 pounds Female, <laughs> females 18 to 22 pounds um, and their life expectancy is 12 to 15 years
3: huh. do y'all remember my uh, uh, dog was... kipper
1: oh gosh
2: gotcha. oh, yeah
3: that's was he was a scotty ah wow
4: so you had a personal connection to this story Uh,
3: uh, often wore the the red sweater thing too in the winter i think that's like a classic scotty (laughs) outfit
2: yeah he was he was a good boy uh yeah yeah i do remember kipper
3: um so i have been thinking about this one for a while uh mr Wynn. um so mm. I didn't know how his last name was spelled, but I suspected that it was the Win, like the Vietnamese Win Nguyen, which is always like mm. been a, a cool last name to me because um, I would have never known how to pronounce that, and and I've got more on that in a second. But he's Mister Win uh, Hyunh also a Vietnamese surname, uh, less common. And I think that they might be related because they're often pronounced the same way, even though they're spelled very differently. But just, uh, I was so bored by this episode that I kind of went down this wormhole and I thought it was kind of interesting. (laughs) So I wanted to share. So Wynn, with the N-G-U-Y-E-N, accounts for about 40% of Vietnamese last names, um, which is crazy. Um, and it goes back to 111 BC um it it's it, it's like a a name that the kind of like uh I guess we would call them imperialists colonialists Chinese imperialists or colonialists gave to um the Vietnamese kind of for tax purposes like certain you know like that this was like a, a time before surnames were really popular, which was a cool thing to learn too. And, and to think about that, like the idea of a last name is a pretty recent invention and this name Win, um, uh, which, you know, if there are any Vietnamese, uh, listeners now that are, that are like, you're pronouncing it wrong. Like, I know more on that in a second. Um, uh, but, but it's cool to think about like that. This name has survived for so long and way before the idea of a last name, a surname was popular anywhere else um and, and just to, it's cool to think about that as like a pretty recent phenomenon i mean 111 bc that's crazy that's really really old um yeah you know and that and just to think about like how and why last names evolved like i was reading a little bit about that like a lot of early ones were for for kind of tax reasons uh through be, because of empires getting bigger and bigger right uh Uh, whether in china or rome or greece like these empires um that that grow to the point um where they are now in control of just more geography than they are able to really wrap their head around i mean have to like come up with practical things like giving people names for tax purposes to like be able to categorize people especially you know before a lot of this was you know there were like systems for this. Um, anyway, so that, I thought that was interesting. Um, what's also super, oh, oh, and the, and the name Win uh, comes from the word for yellow. And the, the older word for that is a name for sulfur, um, which is, you know, often yellow. Uh, so I think that is cool. Um, but the pronunciation thing is, is, is the most interesting thing. I, because, um, I mean, like I said, I never knew how to pronounce this name. And the only reason that I do kind of recognize it is because I've had students with this last name. And they I've had two students, N-G-U-Y-E-N, and they both said win. And then I was looking at different pronunciations. There's, you know, win, wen, huin, huing, ngueng, nguyen, nguyen, nguyen. You know, like these are all... Possible pronunciations. I'm probably butchering a lot of those, and there are probably a lot more too. But there's a huge, because it's such a popular last name. There's a like a many different pronunciations of this last name, um, and you know, you, if you like look it up on the internet, you see all these, you know, Vietnamese people correcting other v- Vietnamese people about like the pronunciation of their own name, because it's really regional, and I think it's also kind of um, class based too. Um, but because it makes sense because it's such a popular surname and, be, and because, you know, of regional identity and all this stuff that there are all these different pronunciations for that last name. Um, anyway, that, that, that's obviously a huge, uh, you know, side tracking thing to, you know, rant to go on, but I thought it was really interesting. And I, I think that that character of Mr. Wynn, uh, is a really cool, Character, uh, and uh, so you know, that's more on the last name, uh, N G U Y E N or H Y U N H.
4: Nice, dang, very interesting. That is interesting, yeah. Well done, Chris. So, this, you really got well, a lot out of this episode, I guess.
3: Well, I mean, I, I like to challenge myself to find stimulation in even the most boring. <laughs> And, and pedestrian of creative efforts <laughs> nice,
2: nice. <laughs> yeah, that's good that's good
1: yeah.
2: well uh, any stray observations guys <laughs> Um, yeah I can't, I can't remember if we <laughs> talked about this
4: but um, did you catch when the events of the the original
2: headless cabbie events took place 100 years ago yep Which uh, would be eighteen ninety nine. By this,
3: yeah. Uh, What characters do not appear in their pajamas in the opening scene?
4: Hmm. That's
3: a good one. There's three of them.
4: (laughs) Uh, Sid. Sid. Harold, maybe. Harold. And Arnold. Woo! Are you looking at my screen? I'm not, I swear I'm not looking it up. <laughs> it just—I guess this episode made an impression on me too. After all, I guess of so. Course it, of course it
2: did. <laughs> of course it did. Um, what uh, What color was the cabbie's bow tie? Boy.
4: Red.
3: Red.
2: B- blue. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. Um did you catch how many watches the watch
2: seller has? Holy cow. Um uh, <laughs> no. Um <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, 17. I'll uh, I'll say 20 28. 18. Oh wow. <laughs> Chris almost all. Uh what What did the boys uh, have for dinner? Pizza. Popcorn, maybe?
4: Oh, pizza. Yeah, Pizza's right, yeah. Nice. Um, Did you catch what all of them, what types of ice cream they all got at the end of the episode? I did not. Spumoni. Um... (laughs) I mean, this is just my interpretation, but I think Arnold and Gerald got chocolate cones. Stinky got a strawberry cone and Harold got an orange like cream sickle is my guess. And, uh, Sid got nothing. Oh, or he already ate it by the time I got home One or the other.
3: Okay. Ho- hold on. Before we move on to, to ratings, I've got some YouTube comments. You guys, uh, pick up any, uh, YouTube comments along your, uh, Hey Arnold journey.
2: <laughs> I did not Andrew. No, no, like, but I am I'm, I'm excited to hear him. Yeah. Let's, let's dust off this jingle. Hold on.
3: <laughs> yeah. Hit that lick. Hit that lick.
1: What would YouTube comments do?
3: Okay. So I've got quite a few here. Um, some of them are funny and some of them are just like, it's just interesting to get into the minds of, of people who um, who are yeah. thinking about, hey, Arnold, in, in the year of our Lord, 2022. Um, <laughs> so my first comment here comes from E. Moskowitz93, who says, uh, this episode has always scared me, TBH, now and when I was a kid. My theory is that the woman who gave the red scarf to the cabbie and Ernie had murderous intentions when she had given the red scarf. She knew that she would end up getting killed all those years ago or that he would end up getting killed. Obviously. Uh Uh, Sorry. uh, E. Moskowitz. Uh, The thing that scares me is how she looked the same a hundred years ago as she did when she spoke to Ernie during the present day. Maybe, maybe, She was demonic with murderous intentions. Also in those 100 years, how many other people has she killed? Mm. All right. My next comment comes from the recombinant. Uh, uh, Some of this doesn't make sense, but uh, he says my head cannon, Ernie survived. The demon was because of his height. He was too (laughs) short for the scarf to reach a branch or it Mm. slipped. I've always wanted to see the end of the ride, his ride booting off the demon for pushing him to go faster to Joey's point oblivious (laughs) to the supernatural murderer. He just encountered and dumbfound and the dumbfounded look on her as he leaves. So I think, uh, the recombinant might be one of Joey's burners.
2: You got me. (laughs) Don't you look at what else I've posted?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I've already seen it. I'm not bringing it up, but we might have to have an intervention. Um, Alright, next comment comes from uh uh Monkey Cat uh five months ago. Uh part of what? the reason I like this episode, uh, despite it being dark, was it was pretty funny. Like in the beginning, Stinky tells a story about Monkey Cat, which is what my profile is named after. Whoa. Because the story <laughs> was so hilarious it never goes away why it's what's why I stuck with Monkey Cat. I mean, you don't have to like Stinky's story, but I will say it's pretty freaking hilarious. And there's no way in hell nobody laughed at that story.
2: Whoa. I mean, this is maybe the most alarming comment I've ever heard in my life.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's from uh I mean, monkey <laughs> cat. Uh I mean imagine Shut imagine out,
2: latching up. imagine latching on to that story so severely that you've like named your profiles after it and you're like stumping for it. And it's really Joey. just like it's not it's not funny, right,
3: Joey? This is why we read the YouTube comments. This is why all of these episodes need all all hands on deck in on, the YouTube comments because there are gems every time.
2: I, I you're you're definitely right. Like I under I under search. I almost just assume all these episodes don't have any YouTube videos at this point. So uh, I'll have to start. Yeah, I'll have to start getting back in.
3: Um. Okay. And then my last one here is from square pickle uh, also six months ago Um, i'm starting to think i like this theory uh, i'm starting to think grandpa phil is satan in disguise lol (laughs) he thinks of evil (laughs) horror creatures and they just so happen to manifest exactly the way he described them then he makes sure the kids are in the right place at the right time this man is deceptively evil and disguises himself as a kind-hearted old man
4: Wow, <laughs> that's uh extra interesting because Grandpa wasn't even in this episode. It was just but, like but Arnold, Arnold referenced that the story. But, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: And and also the 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 tale of there, there's another one of these like Halloween spooky episodes that's a retelling that is Arnold's retelling of something that his Grandpa told him that ends up being true again. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Uh, uh, Yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but there's another example of this. So Square Pickle is not coming out of left field here. He's thought about this. Or Mm. she, sorry. Or they, whatever.
2: (laughs) Interesting. Solid YouTube comments. Yes, I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, um, speaking of loved it, let's get to our ratings. Um, IMDB, this thing has a 7.9 out of 10 so out of five Krebstars, stars, what did y'all give Headless Cabby?
4: Um, I think that I'm being generous and I'm giving it a three out of five. Um, I think the story is just the just feels like a lazy. No effort later season story like uh, like they replaced the writers at Nickelodeon with, you know. I don't know, kids that have never written a story before or something. But, uh, I mean, as usual, the animation's great, especially the background's really good. Uh, Everything else is technically sound about the episode. It's just a slog, kind of. A lot of long, stretched-out moments. I feel like they're just wasting time. And for an 11-minute episode, I, I don't feel like there should be even an instant of time wasted. Uh, So I feel like it's definitely a lesser Hey Arnold episode from what we've watched so far, at least. Um, And I know a lot of people love this one, but I just can't get behind it. So three, three
2: out of five. Devastating. Um...
3: (laughs) You know, there's something to be said about a really tight, simple story like this, like, you know, the monkey's paw you know, like that story and that Are You Afraid of the Dark? You know, really tight kind of (laughs) simple story that works because, you know, there's there's still an element of surprise in it. There's like still an ability to kind of keep you on your toes. And I think that's an absolute necessity if you're going to tell a simple story like this that relies on like very familiar structural elements of like scary stories. And I agree with Andrew that, there just does not seem to be much of an effort to make this interesting, and I think that like there are so many opportunities to 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 add depth to make it cooler. I agree that the, that that there are moments that look cool. Um, I I like the folding in of likable characters at the end, but it it also kind of betrayed an awareness to me that like ah this thing we don't have it. We gotta we gotta find a way to land this plane where you know people well what kids will like it oh they like these characters you know that this works out it just it's it does not seem like there was a lot of thoughtfulness or effort put into this it does feel kind of phoned in to me um so i'm giving it a 250
2: Mm. 2.5 wow y'all ready
3: yeah (laughs) five stars (laughs) <laughs> Perfect <laughs> episode.
2: <laughs> no, but uh I'm gonna give the headless cabbie a four. Um I think I think I think you brainiacs are way overthinking this thing. Uh I think this is just a fun jaunt with the Arnold gang. We get a sleepover, we get scary stories, we get yes, yes, a tale that doesn't make a ton of sense, but like I, I didn't for one second while I was watching, like really worry too much about whether like logistically things were working. Uh, Cause it was just like a fun little yarn and uh it's fun <laughs> to be with Arnold at night outside in a park with like just yeah. kind of a lot of like weird, you know, fun <laughs> stuff happening. And uh is it perfect? No, of course not. But uh it's, it's certainly, I had a good time. I think, uh, I mean, I think that's a crazy high rating.
4: What, what do you remember what I like rated highly that you, that was crazy recently? Most thing? recently. Yeah. Okay. Fine. No, awesome. no, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think, um, I'm, I'm just looking through just to see if I was, there. oh, maybe it was go. Oh, uh, you know, hey a very, yeah. It was, Hey dude, I get a four, <laughs> I get a four, four out of five, um, Oh, uh, I don't know what you
2: gave it. No. I gave it a 3.5. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, uh, I think the farthest apart we've been recently was last year on a very cat dog Christmas. You, I'm
4: guessing you. gave <laughs> right. that Pretty high.
2: I gave it. I gave it a 0.4. <laughs> you gave it a three. Oh, oh okay. All right. <laughs> um, but now that I'm thinking about it, I might want to watch it. I mean a point four, that's insane. <laughs> okay. Uh, well do you guys want to name the episode?
1: Yeah. Um
4: I call this one just like in the story. Like in the story. Okay. Kind of kind of like a... You know, as they're walking around throughout this episode, they must have said it four or five times. Like it ha- it's happening just like in Arnold's story.
2: <laughs> I like. I mean, it's kind of like a edgy title. I kind of like it. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Uh, how
3: about how about should have been monkey cat? Mm.
2: Wait, is the title okay. should have been monkey cat or should've just monkey cat? monkey cat?
3: <laughs> no, should have been monkey cat.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I called this one a soul in the park.
4: Hmm. Okay. Mm, Like a stroll in the park. Sylvia. Oh yeah. yeah. That's good. That's good. (laughs)
2: Uh, all Um, right, go one more time. What are they? Uh, just like in the story
3: should have been monkey cat
2: (laughs) and a soul in the park. Uh, we'll post those. Andrew, you scored a big victory uh, with um, your name for the tale of the dream machine with the tale of typing in the dark.
4: Ah, yes. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Nice work there. Good.
4: Yeah.
3: Oh, I, I want to say on on the on the podcast officially how what a pleasure <clears throat> it was to listen to Seamus's dulcet uh, tones, ah. uh, Grace. You know my ears. Uh, I thought he was a great guest. You guys got to got to make sure he gets back.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. He I was, agree. Yeah, it was so much fun to
4: have him. It was really fun. I was just gonna say, I think this this episode might be if we ever decide to do a rewrite your own episode. Um, this one's in the running for me. Like, I feel it's
2: it's ripe for rewriting. Oh, like rewrite an existing episode.
3: I like yeah, that idea. Yeah. That's wow. a great idea.
2: <laughs> that is a great idea. And this is the episode you'd rewrite? Well, it's it's it, it, oh, I, <laughs> it's going to be in one. my... I'm going to consider it. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I just don't know if it needs that much improving. I mean, it's, oh, it's, God, it's fun. Are you serious? Well, <laughs> yeah, that's why I feel like it needs a rewriting, just to show you how much better All right, it I love be. that. I love that attitude. <laughs> I'm down. I'm marking this as an idea. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right before we wrap up we got a couple letters here um i'll read this first one here this is from our old buddy jacob uh mm-hmm. and he wrote us about the tale of the dial maker he said dear susan henderson and just melissa in all the years i've listened to the pod i've learned one major thing our tastes are wildly different when it comes to our you of the dark stories <laughs> for instance i still don't get your unhealthy appreciation for pinball wizard You can't convince me that a story set in a deserted Canadian mall filled with medieval cosplayers is high art. I mean, just that sentence alone made me want to watch Pinball Wizard.
3: (laughs) Disagree. Yeah, totally. 100%. Yes. Uh,
2: And don't get me started about The Ghastly Grinner. Again, but there's one episode that we can both agree on that deserves recognition. The tale of the Maker. One of the best tales in season three and the show as a whole. I'm thrilled that Dollmaker was enjoyed by everyone at the pod, including someone as new to Nick as Seamus. It's just that good. I (laughs) rewatched Dollmaker nearly every year during the spooky season, and that's what it is, spooky, mostly because it feels so real. It comes across as a segment from Beyond Belief, Factor Fiction episode. Whenever I see it, I half expect Jonathan Frakes himself to show up at the end, <laughs> revealing it all to be based on true events <laughs> with a cleverly placed pun and a cheeky grin. Dalmaker has that dreamlike urban legend tone to it that makes it seem like it could have happened somewhere in another decade. An isolated, remote incident of the supernatural, maybe with a little less, weir- le- a little less flair in a real-world context. I like how the dollhouse's intentions aren't fully understood and explained, adding to the mystery and realism. And let's not forget about the acting. Very convincing, especially from the adults. The actors playing Aunt Sally and Uncle Pete were memorable, really selling how scared and worried their characters were. And you know what? That was unsettling. It's quite quite rare for this show to see the adults more afraid than the child protagonist, further cementing how serious the situation was. And it makes you root for Melissa all the more to overcome that danger to save her friend, creating quite a satisfying climax when they eventually fall from the roof together. Gotta love it. I do dock at a few points though. It's repetitive with Melissa breaking into the house over and over again. It's slow in places and has some minor plot holes that you discussed, but it's still top. It's still on my top episodes list before I sign off. I can't help but add some tension between my two favorite hosts during your review. You guys played with a fun scenario that was left unfinished, putting yourself in the story. Andrew confessed that he would have eventually go, go after missing Joey and rescue him from the dollhouse. My question would Joey do the same for Andrew? Let the uncomfortable silence commence <laughs> and Oh yeah. Happy Halloween gut buckets. Are you afraid to name the episode? The Tale of the Porcelain Prisoner. Mm. star rating four and a half. Sincerely, Jacob, who's currently helping Uncle Pete fix that septic tank. <laughs> nice. All right. Good, good well, on asked-
3: you, Jacob.
2: He uh, he asked the question, and uh, yeah, I mean, of course. I I think I think maybe what is like lost here is how close you and I lived when we were children. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, like so close. And I think had you been missing, it would have been pretty noticeable. The only thing is like, I feel like your house would have been maybe a little hard to get into. Hmm. Like, um, there is a back stairwell that goes to the basement, but I was always really afraid of that stairwell. (laughs) Like when I would walk home. (laughs) When I walked home from your house, I would always, if it was nighttime, I would sprint past that. Wow. Um, (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) So the question is, like, I'm not going to get in your garage. I'm not going to be able to do that. Your front door is probably going to be locked. So I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I would be successful.
4: You know what, we didn't talk about it, but she breaks the window to get in at the end.
2: Um But do you which, have any breakable windows?
4: Uh yeah. I mean yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. I right. was just thinking, would uh, I go criminals the of, like
4: breaking your window to get in your house awesome. suddenly? Like if I really believed that this was happening, I would. But you know, I don't think I was could... like I don't know what's going
2: on. I don't think my parents had really breakable windows. Like they were like that thick stuff, you know, like,
4: mm. yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Oh. All right, Joey,
3: I got one for you. Okay. What if Andrew, hear me out. What if Andrew turned <laughs> into a mouse?
2: Great. Is that where you want to end it?
3: Uh. Well, we've, 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 I was hoping you would recognize my... Do you recognize my hypothetical here? Of,
2: cu- of course I do. I just don't know whether we're getting into it.
3: <laughs> I just thought... I was just trying to make you here. laugh by referring to a, a, another hypothetical we had about if Brett turned into a mouse, uh, what we would do to make sure... I don't even remember what the, the context let's, was. Let, let
2: me, let, uh, let, let's let our listeners think about this because it's really one of my favorite hypotheticals ever. Um... Okay. So you're on an island, okay? Number 1, you're on an island. You're with a group of friends. One of your friends, you're you're messing around with a stick pretending it's um pretending it's a wand and you accidentally turn one of your friends into a mouse. Okay? So you're on an island, got your friends, now now one of them's a mouse. What do you do? Do you report him? Do you report that he's been turned into the mouse knowing that the authorities will not believe you? Do you ignore it and pretend perhaps he's missing? Does anybody take possession of the mouse? Do, as a group of friends, do you unite together to lie about the scenario to the police knowing that they'll now think that you are responsible for the missing party? Or do you all band together by agreeing that he's turned into the mouse? Um, because you have the issue of his phone is there, his, his possessions are there, so he's never left the island. Right? That's the whole yeah. of it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Hell of a hypothetical.
4: I mean,
2: <laughs> it, it actually is. It's like way crazier than you might actually think at first thought. I, I don't think there's any way out of it. I just don't think there's any solution. There's no good way. It's like, what, what's the best worst option?
3: Oh, I'm heading to Canada with that mouse. We're going to start a new life in Montreal.
2: I mean, the second him, you go across the border, hat, you're toast.
3: Teach me to cook.
2: You're toast if you leave the country.
3: Oh, no way. No way. You underestimate my ability to uh, to, to, to uh, make myself anonymous.
2: Okay, but number one, they're not going to know the mouse is with you or that the mouse is Brett. And number two, by leaving the country, you now look like totally... Like you're trying to outrun the law.
3: Yeah, but uh, have you ever had those bagels in Montreal?
2: <laughs> yeah, enjoy it. Your last meal, my friend. All right. Good, good scenario. I hope everybody yeah, yeah. out there is thinking on it. Uh, in our friend group, it is something that we discuss now annually every summer. Um, <laughs> it really makes me laugh uh, a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Andrew do we have any other letters
4: Yeah uh, this one comes from Kale he says Happy Podtober B.O.C. I hope you're managing To avoid ghouls as you enjoy Some apple picking leaf raking and Pumpkin carving uh, To keep my chiming in After the fact streak alive Here are a couple of 2002 omissions That I think deserve a quick mention Album Shut up you King baby by David Cross Uh, It's his first stand-up comedy album He's one of the funniest people in my book And I've listened to that album a lot over the years Movies The Bruce Campbell classic Bubba Hotep was released Can't believe I missed this one Bruce plays an aging Elvis in a retirement home Fighting a reanimated mummy Alongside a now elderly and black JFK (laughs) Very good movie Um The amazing and completely forgotten about Christina Ricci movie called Pumpkin also came out. It's a satirical black romantic comedy where Christina Ricci plays a wealthy sorority girl who falls in love with a developmentally disabled boy that she's mentioning, mentoring for the challenged games. Uh, It's a satire of rom-coms, a genuinely sweet story about forbidden love, and it contains plenty of social commentary. It was not well-received, but I believe it was too weird for people and they didn't understand what it was trying to do. Seriously, I think it's a beautiful movie. Um, and Ferguson event. The 2002 NBA Western Conference Finals between the Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> In my opinion, the Kings absolutely oh, yeah. should have won the championship that year, but were robbed by crooked referee. <laughs> Love it. The, the disgraced referee, Tim... Uh, Donaghy, I guess, was convicted of charges related. Uh, Donaghy. Tim Donaghy was convicted of charges related to fixing and betting on NBA games. He filed court documents alleging that game six was rigged in favor of the Lakers. Yes, I'm still mad about it. Now go scarf some candy corn and I'll hit you up again soon. Kale. (laughs) Ooh.
2: Always love love hearing from Kale.
4: Yeah. Very glad he brought up Bubba
2: Hotep, um
4: can't believe I missed that, but uh,
2: yeah, it's great. Highly recommended. Yeah. Well, thank thank you both, Jacob and Kale, for writing us. Hey, yeah. something I just thought of, um, not to belabor this episode too much longer, but uh, mm. wh- who do you think of our friend group? Since a lot of listeners now know our friend group, who do you think of our friend group Ahead uh, the Best Sleepover has?
3: Hmm. Ooh, yeah, that's a good question. <clears throat> Man.
4: That's so hard to me. I feel like everybody, all of you
2: guys had, uh, it was just like a different experience at each house. Man. I mean, I'm, I'm going, I'm going Andrew. I'm going Andrew's house. No. If I'm I- going
3: Andrew too, but you know what? I kind of want to go Alan just because like it, there, it was always something new, like always something yeah, weird was going to happen.
2: Yeah. In re- but
3: Andrew's like, yeah, but, felt very comfortable
2: yes Andrew's house was comfortable had food and usually like the movies I wasn't allowed to rent at my house um and and lots of like of you you were pretty up to date on your video games which was fun Mm. Alan's house in retrospect uh is funny now but I can almost like I can almost still feel those moments of being (laughs) over there and being like is it morning yet like can I I go home
3: (laughs) It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> so uncomfortable for so many reasons.
4: Yeah. 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 Um, Boy, I don't know if I could pick out of you guys. Like, I liked uh, Joe's, Chris, Brett's house. Like, I feel like equally had a different experience at each. And Alan's house was... I... I mean, I... It's like a love-hate relationship with Alan's house. Like, I loved it that all of us could go over there pretty much any time at the same time, you know, it was like, a, it was, I don't know. It was, it was always like something. warfare over there or something. Yeah.
2: Um, I feel like Brett's was the least common. Uh, mm. like maybe just, uh, that was probably also a decision of Brett of like, no, nah, I don't feel like having people over here. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: do remember,
2: yep. uh, the yep. double TV, Griffey set up at Brett's house which oh was my gosh great. two TVs two <laughs> Super Nintendos both loaded with Ken Griffey Jr. simultaneously happening yep I yeah. feel like what
3: it. what a trump card that was what a power move and unexpected from Brett yeah old Minecraft Brett like the entertainment is like okay I got Minecraft next <laughs>
4: yeah yeah here uh, yeah. Minesweeper you mean?
3: Minesweeper oh yeah Minesweeper <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I feel like Chris Chris's house and my house were like kind of a similar experience. They were like it was like very it felt always very calm and nice and like both our moms made sure there was like some snacks. It was like a very yeah. a very professional sleepover situation. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I uh yeah, still right. think
4: of I still think of um, I, I mean the least healthy but like my favorite one of my favorite meals ever was at chris's it was macaroni and cheese and uh mcdonald's cheeseburgers oh my like god yes. oh yeah <laughs> yeah
3: oh uh, that in the era of like the 49 cent cheeseburger yeah. my mom oh, yeah. was all about that my whole family was all about that it was just like we always had a, a fridge full of like all right just pop them in the microwave like there are thirty cheeseburgers in the fridge. It only costs fifteen bucks, and like, and I get that savvy shopping uh, gene from my mom. I'm I'm a, a coupon clipper till this day, and that was one hundred percent why that existed. It was just like the best deal on the block.
2: I loved it. Yeah, it was great. Yeah.
3: Oh God, sorry, sorry to inter- interject, but I mean, can't talk about that without the most egregious uh, friend. Sleepover move of all time when Alan, uh, decided to he wanted more cheese in his macaroni and cheese in his Kraft macaroni and cheese, so he opened up a second box to take the cheese out of that box to add to his macaroni and cheese. Just an obs- like a truly psychopathic uh, thing to do has never been repeated before or since. He's the only person in the history of the world to to pull that move at someone else's house.
2: Yeah, yeah, he did. He did that to me. I because you're like, oh, there's more mac and cheese in the kitchen. I went in. I'm like, it's gone. And he's like, oh yeah, I use both. Like, what the <laughs> heck?
3: Not not both noodles, just both cheeses. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
4: Yeah, it's so insane. Just the idea in your head that like immediately you think there's a box somewhere around here that doesn't have any cheese. Now you know. Right,
3: right that's a problem well that's why he's the most financially successful of our friend group
2: i guess so yeah and also the one that people are like who the hell are you talking about alan's been on this podcast for <laughs> i think a total of 10 minutes uh and it was like episode six or something so uh, i think if you want to find alan i think he did our favorite one-off characters with us maybe yes yeah um yeah because i remember but mostly him he's about like, like or
3: very something busy with his golf lessons oh,
2: yeah sure. but he does want to get back on and so we're we're, we're gonna we're yeah. we'll get we'll get him on this thing and people will eventually be like oh okay this is alan so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 all right andrew what oh, yeah. are we please yeah yeah <laughs> uh andrew how are we ending pod tober
4: um oh we're going out with a bang next time we're talking our top are you afraid of the dark scenes any scene any episode
2: yeah it's going to be a scorcher (laughs) yeah Um, yeah. any scene you can imagine all seven seasons baby Uh, and of course we have um, who is now kind of customarily our Halloween guest uh, our friend from across the sea uh, Vaughn will be joining us for this episode
0: yeah, would be great. Yeah.
2: Um, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BLC Podcast, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us like Jacob and Kale did at Orange Couch Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on uh, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And uh, Andrew, you got that book still humming? Yep, it's out there. The Deaths of Adam Jones,
4: Space Junk Series. Uh, you can find it on amazon or etsy or just google search it um science fiction but also like uh, sort of science fantasy and t- at times so uh anyway it's going great thank you for reading it everybody and if you haven't already please check it out and let me know what you
2: think very cool chris anything to, oh,
3: yeah. anything to plug uh no <laughs> caps
2: uh Oh, go Cavs, man. Um, thank you. Thank you for joining us, Chris, as always.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, the pleasure is all mine.
4: Well, we hope we'll see all you wear gorilla monkey cats next Halloween episode.
0: Mr. Cab Driver, pass me up with eyes of fire. Mr. Cab Driver thinks we all won 65. the cab driver.
3: T-wart radio. Wellsville. That was so, uh, made for that. Joey okay. does
4: the. Do... I mean, I have one more, but I thought Chris Joe... was going to have a bunch. Here. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let me just <laughs> <laughs> stop us,
2: uh, Andrew. all right here's what we're gonna do andrew you're gonna restate that last fact chris you're gonna then tell us the name of the bass player here we go ready go